Welcome to this special edition podcast, produced for the benefit of the California Association of Health Underwriters, its local chapters, and their members' clients, both employer and consumer. This podcast is hosted by Dorothy Koshu, VP of Communications for the California Association of Health Underwriters. Hello, everyone. I'm Dorothy Koshu, Vice President of Communications for the California Association of Health Underwriters. Welcome to part two of our two-part series on Medicare. In part two, we're going to be discussing what agents need to know this open enrollment season. Once again, I'd like to welcome my guests, Maggie Stett, CAHU Immediate Past President and Medicare Agent, David Garcia, Medicare Specialist and CAHU Medicare Chair, and Bruce Benton, CAHU Vice President, Public Affairs. Welcome to all of you. Thank you, Dorothy. We're happy to be here. Thank you, Dorothy. Very excited and happy to be here. Thank you, Dorothy, once again, for producing yet another exceptional podcast covering this very important topic to agents and brokers. We all know that health insurance is personal and can be very emotional and confusing, especially to those becoming Medicare entitled. It's really important for CAHU members to have the ability to unpack and provide clarity in a meaningful way to provide service to the community. Well, I'm just going to jump right in here because I know that there's a lot of valuable information that you guys want to share with agents out there. As you know, I work in the mid-size to large group market, and I don't really work with individuals and Medicare-eligible individuals. So what's it like serving that senior population, and how does it differ from working in the group market? Well, I used to do mostly large group and small group and really enjoyed that and, and working with the folks. But I'll tell you, the senior side, it's more relational. It's you get to know families, you get to know individuals, and you really have some close personal relationships. And I'll tell you, one of the toughest things of being a senior agent is when you lose someone uh, because we're, we're working with an older population. But I think that the challenge is you really have to like educating. I think the Medicare agent also has to love learning because we have, I mean, easily put in a hundred hours of certification and product training, depending on how many carriers you represent. So you've got to love learning, but you also have to really enjoy talking with people and educating them about Medicare and really have that opportunity on -on one-on-one. And you also have to know that you're dealing many times with emotions and, and sometimes you're dealing with there's children that are panicking, especially in a, in a situation that, a medical situation that comes up. So it's, it's a little different. It's, a, it's closer to the individual's market in a way, because you're dealing with individuals with their needs, their challenges, and really helping, educating them to understand their options and needs. Yeah, and it sounds like it's very much hand-holding, uh, whether it's in person or virtually or whatever, it sounds like a lot of individual hand-holding. It is. And I tell them, you know, many times you call customer service for the basic things, but just know I'm your bird dog. I'm here when there's a problem. So if you're not getting the answers you need, that's what I'm here for. I mean, Christmas night, I got a call at two in the morning for an emergency room. They had the client's license and my business card within this in a wallet. That was it. And they called me and said, do you know who he's covered with and who we can get a hold of for an emergency? And as an agent, yes, I could. I called his brother, I told him the plan, and he was taken care of. So we're there. We're many times we're part of their professional team that supports them. That is awesome. 
That is a great response, Maggie. I've got to say our job is never boring. Um, No matter how you look at it, the educational side of learning everything and the relational side of getting to know people. And a lot of times, like Maggie mentioned, getting to know their family and sometimes dealing with the son or dealing with the daughter and sometimes being an in-law. It's it's a very different way of, uh, I wouldn't even call it selling insurance, providing solutions really is what you're doing because we're not really selling. We're finding out what those needs are and finding the right options for them. We're not just selling them something just to sell it. It's a, it's such a, such a different aspect. And I love the relational side. I love the individual side. So yeah, very, very well put. Thanks you guys. And I know we talked about this in part one, but I want to bring it back up because it's very important. And obviously agents are aware of this and I wanted to, you know, just bring this to the forefront. Once again, the ads on TV and radio are very confusing to many seniors. What do you recommend to them about responding to the ads and how do you deal with, you know, how should agents be dealing with this and and talking to their clients about this sort of thing? Well, I'll be honest. We agents are pretty angry about it and the reason is, is we feel that they're so misrepresenting the agent market. As I mentioned previously, they combine benefits that are offered to people that are in Medicare or Medi-Cal and on Medicare Advantage plans and on MedSup benefits. And if you notice, the ads have changed a little bit to say, depending on your zip code, you may be eligible. And so they're hooking people in that way. And so... Many people are responding to that give back ad that they're giving, but what they're not getting is people that have really sit down and go through their prescription needs, their doctor needs to put them with the right plan. They're selling where they're going to get the most bonus from the carriers. I'll be honest. And I find that extremely disappointing. One of our agents in Akahu, Marcelo Castro, has led us agents saying he's very specific with his clients and he says, to his clients in letters and in talking with them, if you have questions on these, call me first and I'll walk you through it. And Marcelo is one of the larger Medicare agents and I know he has no problem with me mentioning his name. And he really feels strongly about this. He has over 4,000 clients and really takes care of them well and really has them responding to him with these questions, but it is making a dent and harming some seniors. Yeah, and I just want to I just want to jump in because you mentioned Akahu and some people that may not be uh, members of Kahu uh, and Nahu right now may not be familiar with that terminology. So when she mentions Akahu, that is the Orange County Association of Health Underwriters, which Maggie and I are both part of. Uh, that is the local chapter. So uh, with the health underwriters, there is a national organization, Nahu, the National Association of Health Underwriters, a state organization, Kahu, the California Association of Health Underwriters, and and each local chapter. There are, I believe, 13 of them right now. Orange County is one of them. Los Angeles has their own. San Diego. The Bay Area has Golden Gate. There's Sacramento. There's so many. There are 13 of them throughout the state. So no matter where an agent is located, they can always get representation to them locally by a local chapter. So I just wanted to mention that. And I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt because uh, you know what you were talking about was very important. So David, I want to turn this back over to you. Did you want to talk a little bit about the ads on TV and radio and why they're confusing uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the question, what do you recommend to them about responding to these ads? Ads Do not. Don't. Uh, contact a local agent, somebody who actually knows what you need, your needs, that are familiar with the plans available in your area, not X insert retired professional football player's name here or retired celebrity. They are not Medicare experts by any means, just because they may be 
in or around the same age does not mean that they know what you need or what's available in your area. Find a local agent. Find somebody who's familiar with the plans and products available to you and can help you. And most of all, not just represent one carrier with one product. They represent many carriers with many products. So do not respond to those ads. Call a local agent. Yes, and also agents, as you said, they're independent. So their job is to help seniors you know, with all available options, not just one. So they're not assigned to a certain carrier. So that's always a, a big advantage. And I want to bring home one more thing that we talked about in part one, and I just want to bring it up again. You can't always believe what you see on TV or hear on the radio. So again, uh, talk to an expert, call an agent, and let them assist you, I think is, is the message that uh, Maggie and David and, and Bruce and I are, are bringing to you today. I just wanted to add something in addition to what Dorothy just mentioned is I think some consumers are under the impression that if they call a carrier direct, that they'll maybe pay a less premium because they're not contacting an agent. There is no difference in premiums. You work with an agent or not. Actually, their uh, commission, their incentive is built into the premium for your product, whether you go direct or through an agent. So why not work with an agent who is going to look at all products available to meet your needs? So what is better for seniors, Medicare Advantage HMO plans or a Medicare supplement Medigap plan? And what are the main differences? Neither one is better. It depends on the individual and what best fits their needs. I can tell you on my book of business, I have 60% of my business are Medicare supplements and 40 are HMOs. Much of it depends on where they live, access to care, and also their financial situation and if they travel or not. So it's really an individual choice. Basically, the difference and the way I explain it to the seniors is the Medicare Advantage plan, you are taking advantage of the fact that Medicare has assigned over the A and B benefits to the senior plan. And so the monies that are associated with that cost are paid to the plan. They have to provide benefits at least equal to the Medicare benefits. And because they're receiving those monies, and if they have higher ratings, they have uh, even more money and bonuses that they can offer more benefits to the individual. The trade-off is, is that you pick a physician network that's associated with the plan. You need to have referrals. I'm talking about pure HMO here. And you are within the network of the doctors that are contracted with the plan. What people don't realize is you can change doctors from month to month. You're not tied to the physician group. You're in the plan for the year. So you have to choose carefully of the plan and the physician group. But the advantage of the Medicare Advantage plans, it also includes prescription drug plans, which for many seniors is a real plus because they have really strong benefits, especially through the donut hole for the seniors on drugs. So there's a lot of advantages to the Medicare MAPD plans, the Medicare Advantage. On the other hand, with a Medicare supplement plan, as David mentioned previously, you can go to any doctor, any hospital, anywhere in the United States and its territories, just like your home here, you don't need referrals. However, you don't have some of those ancillary benefits that the Medicare Advantage plans offer and you're paying a monthly premium based on here in California, your zip code where you live and the plan, the company that you've selected. So it is more premium wise usually, 
versus the Medicare Advantage, but you have the freedom to go where you want to go. The Medicare Advantage have low or no premiums, but you do have to stay within network. And I kiddingly call that Mr. Rogers neighborhood. You got to stay in the neighborhood for your care. But we're fortunate that here in California, we have so many great organizations to work with. The last thing I should mention on the Medicare supplements, you have to get a separate prescription drug plan, a standalone plan, because it's not incorporated in the Medicare supplement plan. Right. Very well put, Maggie. And like she mentioned, the Medicare Advantage also includes Part D. I worked for a carrier for 18 years, and most of my time spent at that carrier, uh, I always felt because of how competitive that certain carrier was, Medicare supplement was the way to go. And it just provides this great opportunity. You could see any provider in the United States. Uh, One of my biggest producers, I wasn't able to get a meeting with her for a couple of years. And finally, after getting in, she tells me over the last couple of years, uh, she lost her sister and she lost her mom, uh, both to medical situations. And now, because fortunately she was in the insurance industry, had been in the insurance industry for many years, was the uh, sole provider caretaker for her father, who was still mobile and able to get around. For whatever reason, she was unable to get find him, get a hold of him for two days. She was calling hospitals. She was calling emergency rooms. He wasn't responding. And they, were, they didn't know where he was at. Finally, she was able to locate him at an emergency room. She found that when she got to this emergency room, the doctor that was taking care of him, he had fell and hit his head on a curb. She found that when he got to the emergency room that the medications that he was getting from his providers, there were specialists, they were not... Uh, uh, conducive. They weren't working together with each other. Some were doing more harm to him than good because the specialists weren't talking to one another. So what she found was in his situation and felt and told me he would be much better off in a Medicare Advantage because their systems all work together. The providers, the specialists, there's notes in there that tell them what prescriptions they're on so they're not crossing conflicting medications, this, that, and the other. Now, this is a particular situation that shocked me and changed my mentality from that point moving forward. As Maggie said, it is a unique decision that needs to be made for every certain person, but it's important for you to know that I feel important for me to stress on the Medicare supplement side, you really do not have doctors and physicians, uh, specialists communicating with one another in most cases as to what's being prescribed. And it's up to the family and the patient's responsibility to relay that information to one another. On the Medicare Advantage side, however, it's all in one system and one platform. And the Medicare Advantage carriers are very involved with each of their members, making sure that they're getting their physical every year, making sure that they're getting their wellness exam, making sure that they're being seen. And if they don't respond, they'll even go to their house in many cases because it impacts their star rating. And you really don't see that on the MedSup side. So as much as I believe that it is freedom of choice, you have the opportunity And again, it just depends on what means more to you. So MedSup, MedAdvantage, like Maggie said, I don't think there's one better than the other, but they do meet different needs. Thank you for that. So David, you work for a general agency. Maggie's an independent agent. For agents that might be somewhat new to selling Medicare, can an entity like a general agency help them? And if so, how? Yes. Absolutely. Um, that's where we specialize in. We, we work with many agents uh, that are selling a Medicare policy for the very first time. One of the benefits an agent has in working with a general agency, such as an FMO, a TMO, whatever label you add to them, um, they have the ability to know the nuances, special enrollment period, 
guarantee issues because carriers define those differently than others. So when talking with one representative at a general agency, somebody on my team that can assist these agents and hold their hand and let them know, oh, for this situation, uh, a certain carrier is going to be the best option. But in any case, working with an agency not only will help you meet the client's need that that agent may have, but help them direct you to the right carrier for them in that certain situation. So I absolutely believe when agents are coming into the Medicare arena and starting to do something different that they're not familiar with, absolutely, they should. we can definitely have a benefit by working with an agency. Thank you very much for that. So seniors have a lot of choices, obviously. How do you help them as agents understand and navigate the choices that best fit their needs? What's the best, what are the best tools? What are the best recommendations you can give to agents? Know the plans. And if you don't know the answer, call your rep, call your FMO, get the answer. Don't just make up one off the top of your head. Uh, the other thing that I get very concerned about, I get a lot of dumb questions from agents, I'll be honest, that they don't look at the Medicare and You booklet, the Medicare and You handbook. It's, it's our textbook. And so you need to know those books. You need to know who pays first. You need to know the basics of Medicare so that you can answer the questions for your clients. And uh, if you're a GA, you also need to know those questions for your agents as well. But it really is the responsibility of the, of the agents to dig into Medicare and to look into resources and so they can help the individuals. Because there's a ton of information out there. Medicare.gov has so many flyers, information, and then those at the FMO and some of your carrier reps and we at the Health Association, we have a lot of information and we have people to help you. Yeah, so basically rule of thumb as far as what you're saying is that, that agents should study and do their homework just like they're in school every year. Make sure that they're up to date, right, with all that written documentation. Mm-hmm. It's their responsibility. Absolutely. Yeah, one of the things I love, we just had a call, a call recently. It was a Kahu call and there was an agent on a panel and there was all these questions that were coming in. And I'll never forget what he said, and I loved it. And I sent him a message thanking him for saying it because the questions that were coming in, he says, you know, I'm looking at all these questions coming in here, and I'm, I'm, I, I thought when I took on this position to, to speak on this panel that I was going to be speaking with seasoned agents, but some of these are so rudimentary. I hope that you all are take a little bit of pride in what you do so that you can answer your questions to your prospects so that you can actually look like you know what you're talking about. And it rings so true. Why wouldn't you want to be have the answer instead of, I have agents, uh, I'm sorry to say this, but any question that they have at all, the most basic, will call on every single thing just to double check instead of having the knowledge themselves. So yes, take some pride in what you do, have some foundational knowledge. Yes, it is very good to work with a general agent and agency because one of the other benefits is you're not calling each carrier to find out the answer to that question. You're calling one individual who can help you with the answer to that question. But take pride in what you do, have some foundational knowledge. Uh, uh, make sure that you know what you're talking about when you're talking with your clients. And be honest. We don't know if the answers all the time. Yeah. But tell the client, we'll be happy to look into it for them and do. And sometimes it is difficult to ferret out some of the answers. And you do have to do some research. So there, on the other hand, some of them are so basic. One of the things I love doing during open enrollment is I have client meetings and I mix them up with prospects and the clients have questions and the prospects have questions. 
and they talk to one another. And it's amazing how much more comfortable people new to Medicare are feeling when they hear our seasoned clients talking about, oh, yeah, well, this, this, and this. So it's really kind of fun where we're training one another and helping one another understand. But you as an agent, absolutely. You've got to know Medicare and you, who pays first. Those are your two booklets you need to know. And there's, there's also some great booklets on eligibility and enrolling in Part B that you should read as well. Well, thank you for that. We keep hearing about plans with a Part B give back. What is that all about and how does it work? Well, what the plans are doing this year, a number of the plans have decided that they will give back. In other words, you will individuals will get credit on their Social Security for their Part B payments. So one plan may be $50, may, one may be $148, one may be $125. Not all plans in all areas are offering this, only specific ones. So what happens when an individual signs up for this the plan notifies Social Security, and then it's Social Security that's administering this program. The individual doesn't call the carrier, but actually Social Security. And it is going to take from 92 days to six months for these to come into Social Security to do the proper crediting. But many seniors are finding that this give back is very helpful to them. The trade-off is that there may be higher co-pays deductibles, and maximum out-of-pockets that would apply to these plans for some services. Or, for example, the generic drugs, the Part 2 drugs, may not be covered at copay level in the donut hole, but subject to coinsurance. So it's exciting to have these plans, but you have to really check to see if it meets the client's needs and if it won't cost them more money in the long run. Very well put. I couldn't agree more. She nailed it. Well, thank you for that, Maggie. Uh, what should seniors watch for and what should they be asking about, you know, regarding their drug coverage? And, and as agents, what would you like to share with agents related to this? Well, I think so many people get so excited about, oh, my drug's covered on the formulary, but they forgot to look to see if there are several other special requirements, such as step uh, therapy. In other words, they're supposed to take generic drugs before that drug's covered on the brand drugs. Or if it's PA, where it needs special pre-authorization for the drug to be covered, or that there's quantity limits. The other thing that agents don't watch carefully is you have to watch, is it a tablet or is it a capsule? And what is actually being covered on the, on the formulary? You also have to explain to people about how uh, people ask for exceptions to get the drugs covered if they're not on the formulary list. And they have, agents have to be very clear that we're going to spend all this time looking at everybody's drugs, but come March, they can change the formulary. So people need to know how to work with changes in the formulary. Plus, your prescription drug plans needs change during the year. So you really have to help people understand how do they maneuver that and how do they work with those changes. Right. Many uh, agents are working with programs. So it's so important that you have your prescription list set up. And I can tell you the difference between a tablet and a capsule. That is huge. That is huge just in itself. And then in addition, 
the pharmacy that you're going to. You have no idea that going next door or around the corner could save you hundreds of dollars in some cases. But again, many agents are using programs where you give them this information, you provide a list that is you know, as, as accurate as possible, um, and, and they can run across everything that, you're, uh, that is available to you and find the plan that best meets your needs. But so important, everything that Maggie said, is because she's a knowledgeable agent. You need to make sure that you're working with a knowledgeable agent that understands the plan, if there's step therapy involved, if there's a pre-authorization involved, all those different types of things, and has experience or will actually work with you and spend the time to work with the carrier to get an exception if necessary. So yeah, uh, definitely have your list scrubbed, and ready to go. I'd like to add to this too, and this is, Many agents fear working with the drug side because there, are, there can be allegations that come up quite a bit against the agent. One of the ways to prevent this is make sure that you document your discussions, that you print the drug list that you're working with. Keep a good file on this. This is so, so important. Also, if you're dealing especially with expensive drugs, don't just check the quoting programs like Medicare.gov or the other ones that number the FMO offices. When you're looking at an expensive drug, you need to double check on the carrier's formulary list. Because right now in the beginning of the year, we are finding some problems with the formularies. They're fixing them. There are some errors in there. So once you found and identified the plan that looks the best, please check it on the company's formulary as well. I know it's more work, but you're doing the best you can for your client and you're preventing yourself from having possible allegations down the road. Well, thanks, you guys. Uh, I also want to come back to what we discussed just a moment ago, and that is if you are getting a little bit afraid because of some of the things that David and Maggie are saying because you haven't been working as a Medicare agent for that long, do not hesitate to ask for help. And I think that's one of the things that David and Maggie were talking about. Go to your GAs, go to people like Maggie, go to resources that will help you because the last thing you want to do, obviously, is give someone bad information or bad advice. So, you know, protect yourselves, uh, but don't be afraid to ask for help, I think, is, is what they're talking yes. about, right? Yeah. So let's uh, move on a little bit here. Uh, can you tell me about postponement of enrollment in Part B and D and how that relates to employer-sponsored coverage and you know any possible penalties that may be involved? Oh, that is a real can of worms for people. You, they really have to make sure that their plan's creditable. So in other words, if you're continuing to work for a large company, 20 or more lives, and the plan does not have a deductible for the drug plan that's higher than $480, $75.25, that's creditable, you're fine. So you really should not be on an HSA plan past age 65 if you're on Part A. You cannot do it. Um, if you don't take your A or B, you can stay on it, but get off of it six months prior to you going on to Medicare. Uh, so that's a possible you could hit with some taxes in that situation, not good. What the penalties are, Medicare says that if you do not get Part B when you are eligible during your initial enrollment period and you don't have other credible coverage, they will fine you 10% of the Part B costs for every 12 months you're not covered. And it's forever. It is not just for that year. It is for your entire life. 
And also for the D as well, if you don't have D coverage when you are eligible to get the prescription drug coverage, and when you get the drug coverage, that's the key thing is when you get the drug coverage, you will pay a 1% of the national average for the Medicare prescription drug plans, standalone drug plans for that year. So this year it dropped from last year's price. It's 33 cents a month. So they multiply the number of months. It's not a year. It's, it's per month that you were not covered after your initial enrollment period. So to give you an example, I met a client that was four years older than her husband. He was turning 65. He was a dentist. They were on an individual plan. Someone at their carrier told them she could stay on the carrier plan, I mean, individual plan, but they neglected to tell her that it wasn't creditable. So she had four years, 48 months. So she was fined four years. So 40% on her Part B and 48 months penalty on her Part D coverage forever. So what does that mean? So for her, that means she's paying in fines. If she lives to age 85, which is average for women, it's actually 87, she's going to pay $15,000 out of her retirement savings. She didn't need to pay all because she was told incorrectly. That is a tough pill to swallow. And what a lot of seniors are afraid of and why they come to us, I, I can, you know, bewildered sometimes with the urgent notices, the final notices. Talk to someone when you're turning 65. Agencies should be proponents of the right enrollment period to be using and making sure that the group-sponsored plan that they're on is creditable. And fortunately, we live in a state where most of them, most of them, not all of them, most of them are. However, like Maggie mentioned earlier, HSAs and those high-deductible plans, that's where you really want to make sure that if they decide to stay on that employer plan, you get them a Part D plan also so they're not having to pay a penalty later down the road. Because let's face it, if the penalty is $20, $40 in addition to their premium, no one likes a penalty. I don't. I'm not going to pay extra if I don't have to out of my retirement. So, uh, yeah, we need to be giving them the right advice, know what they have, and make sure that they do not, that they do not delay if they should not delay. Thanks, you guys. I think that's really important information. So if you're an agent that specializes in Medicare or an agent that does a good number of Medicare enrollments each year, why would you want to become a member of CAHU and NAHU? Wow. I learn every day from my friends at CAHU. There is so much I don't know, and there's so many people that have experiences in other areas. There's my support team. Plus the fact, and I'll say this sitting on the NAHU Medicare Advisory Committee this year, I'm learning from my peers on that and working with John Green and, and the team and Mike Smith. We're really proponents for you as agents. And we're talking to CMS. We're talking to HHS. I'll tell you, we're sharing what's going on in the rest of the country. And you see that on the National Association website. We have a specific Medicare area. I'm excited that David brought in last year to the California Association. We have a Medicare-specific website. You learn so much. Every day, there's something more to learn that affects you and your clients. So it's, it's a must if you're going to survive in the Medicare market. I'll tell you, if you're a member of this organization, you're a premier agent, and you are far ahead of anybody else in the marketplace to be able to service your clients and sell. One of the biggest reasons I want to say, uh, Maggie, <laughs> Maggie is amazing. Maggie is awesome. I, if I see that Maggie's speaking somewhere and it's 
a Kahu sponsored event, I'm there because I rarely, it's every time she speaks, I learn something. Uh, so thank you so much, Maggie. And there's so many other peers, specialists like that, whether it's confirmation of what you're doing or learning something new from the Kahu events, whether it be a webinar or on the website that we have, there's a lot of great information out there. And I need to, I need to stress this. I can't stress this enough. Having been in this industry myself, uh, um, probably the rookie of this group here, 23 years, I've seen the demolishing of commission on the individual side due to the Affordable Care Act. I've seen the decrease of commission in the group side by half a percent and percent and as years have gone on. But it has not been impacted on the Medicare side. You're still seeing on the MedSub side in the state of California, 20%, 10% by most uh, uh, carriers, some of them even higher. On the Medicare Advantage side, the, the uh, California is one of the highest paid, going up to 715 for brand new to Medicare Advantage next year. Uh, um, on the Part D side, an increase every year again. Uh, um, and you, you know who's defending that for you? Nahu, because we have a voice because of the Asian Association. So it's really, really important, I feel, more than ever for Medicare agents to be involved with. And I'm not even going to mention the amount of bonus money that's out there on the Medicare supplement side. It's tremendous per policy. So there's a lot of opportunity and the one association that is fighting for you to keep that moving forward and for it to continue to increase is NAHU. So join if you're not already. Absolutely. Amen to that, right? <laughs> what do you think the top three things are that Medicare agents need to know this open enrollment season? I know we talked about this a lot in part one, but uh, let's bring it home here to the agents out there. What are the top three things that they, they should really know? The plans are not the same. You really need to dig in and, and look at each of the plans that you're representing. And you really need to understand the drug changes this year. It's just so paramount because your clients can, and prospects can be really damaged financially with what's going on with these changes. So you absolutely need to be able to offer them the best things for them, but also be able to critically compare them. So if the choice is the client's. Also make sure you always represent at least two of the best plans for the client. Just don't recommend one. Give them choices. Say why you're giving them those choices. So I'd say the three things you really need to do is one, know your product, work with your client. And the third thing is take care of yourself. I'm serious about that. We've had Medicare agents wind up in the hospital with dehydration not eating right, and we've even had a, an agent have a heart attack. So mm. take care of yourself. You're, you can run ragged. So remember, the clients need you, your families need you. So this, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint, folks. Absolutely. That, very well said, Maggie. And, and it's, a, it's a fast 53 days. And we started this AEP off very rocky with some uh, 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 misinformation that was put out there by a substantial carrier that's having big changes. But that being said, uh, I'm going to revert back to something that Maggie said during the first podcast, where this year, like many years, during AEP, during these 53 days, there are Medicare Advantage plans out there that decrease benefits that are Medicare Advantage only, and that have given those existing members the ability to move to a Medicare supplement and a Part D plan guarantee issue. Know those plans, find out which ones they are and if they're in their area to create that opportunity. 
the prescription drug uh, list is big this year. There's just so much plans that are being mapped to another one that's going to cause a huge increase in premium, a decrease in the amount of Part D plans being offered, um, making sure that you're on top of that information, that you're using a platform that is accurate and, and is keeping up with all the changes that are, have been made. And in addition to that, I couldn't agree with Maggie more. Take I, care of yourself. The other thing, too, is I'm not kidding. This is one of the toughest AEPs that we've been facing. We've had more players in the market. There's more misrepresentation. There are more people calling your clients. I had one call one of my clients and said, oh, Maggie asked, when they said my name to them, he says, oh, Maggie asked me to call you. So there's a lot of people out there that are not honest with the clients. There's a lot of changes. So this will be a very challenging year for you. But if you're doing business the right way, if you truly care about people, you will get through this. But just know you probably can't get to everyone. Do the best you can and be honest with them. And if you need help from another agent, don't hesitate to ask. I mean, we're out there. A lot of us, especially in our associations, we have a team and we really care about one another and, and we want to make sure that they're successful. Well, thanks, you guys. You threw out uh, an acronym that maybe some of the newer agents may not be as familiar with. Can you just quickly define for us what AEP means? That is the annual enrollment period, which we're in now. And then open enrollment officially period is the January through March 31st period. And we agents can approach people, do our marketing, do letters and everything during AEP, the annual enrollment period. But in the open enrollment period from January to March, we cannot. The client has to approach us. Well, thank you for that clarification. And I know that Kahu just did an extensive webinar on Medicare for Agents. Can you tell agents where they can access that webinar? Is it good for members only, or can non-members also watch the recording of this webinar? Uh, the webinar is located at kahu.org forward slash off, which is A as an authorization, U as an underwriter, T as in teachable, H as in human. So it's uh, kahu.org forward slash off, and it is only accessible to existing Kahu members. So you're going to be asked if you should uh, to join um, before accessing the webinar. And I'll tell you guys, I learned a lot on that, and I do a lot of Medicare. And these quarterly meetings that Dave and his team are putting together, oh my goodness, it is, you can't miss them, I'll tell you. I was writing furiously. So I just want to let you know that CAHU, the California Association of Health Underwriters, and, and NAHU, the national, is doing so much for the Medicare agents that it just boggles the mind. It's, it's, it's a team, as I said. You've you got people. You truly have people to help you. Well, thank you very much, Maggie. David, Bruce, thank you so much for helping me with this podcast today. I'm guessing that in closing, one of the most important takeaways is that if you're not a member of NAHU and KAHU, you should be, obviously based on what Maggie just talked about and, and David just talked about with the webinar alone, that's a big reason. Uh, and Maggie, as a former big time membership person with the association. I mean, I think I think probably one of the most successful membership chairs we ever had. Uh, what 
you know, what would you like to tell everyone about, you know, becoming a member and how that happens and how they can become a member? Well, there's several ways. One, you can go to the Kahu website. That's just www.cahu.org or the Nahu website, www.nahu.org, N-A-H-U, and just click on join. You can also... Some of the local chapters, you have all have individuals that can help you do that. Call me. I'll happy to go over it with you. What's available, we have many meetings online, many online, many in-person meetings. We just finished up a big one down in, in San Diego. We had over 800 agents attending and three days of certifications and getting together type of things. We had an online statewide Medicare. We learned so much about the website, with speakers. You can't afford not to be a member. And I'll tell you, it's less, I have a friend that says less than a latte a day. Heck, it's less than one Medicare Advantage sale for the year to be a member of this great association. It's like getting a master's degree in Medicare for less than a single MAPD application. <laughs> well, thank you for that. And thanks to all of you for participating today. It's been really great. Uh, thanks so much. And thank you, Dorothy. She's doing a terrific job with these podcasts and our California statement. And I learned so much reading them. And so, Dorothy, thank you for all you do. And I just look forward every every month, every other month to the letter coming out and what you're doing with your team and the newsletters across the state. As I said, people, we have some great people in this organization, and we'd love to have you come join us. I can't tell you the friends that I have, and I feel very blessed by it. Well, thank you, Maggie. I appreciate I, that. <laughs> I've got to echo those comments. Dorothy, you do an amazing job, an outstanding job, and thank you for having, having me here today. It really, really was a great opportunity and blessing to be here, so thank you. Thank you. And Bruce is my mentor, folks. Bruce is terrific, too, and we've got so many people like that. So thank you for including Bruce great individual to work with and so Dorothy thank you for all of this and you do well thanks again and once again if anybody wants to reach out to any of you how can they do that Maggie you can reach me via phone at my toll-free number 877-492-8234 again that's 877-492-8234 or by email at m as in Margaret stet s-t-e-d-t at stetinsurance.com. Thank you very much. And David, how can they reach you? And just as we mentioned before, I, I talked about general agencies. David happens to work for one of those general agencies, so you might want to take note of uh, his contact information. David, how can they reach you? Absolutely. And we're recruiting there all the time, and uh, we have agents onboarding every day. So you can reach me at 800-801-2300, or you can also email me at david dot garcia at warnerpacific.com thank you very much and bruce how can they contact you thank you once again dorothy maggie and david for doing an exceptional job unpacking and explaining medicare and related insurance products in a clear and easy to understand way to kahu membership i am sure that the kahu membership will take away some very valuable tools and information that will help them service their clients and the community if any of our membership wishes to reach me personally, you can do so at my email, bruce at genesisfinancial.biz, B-I-Z. Thank you so much.
everyone out there that's listening, thank you so much. And please stay safe, stay healthy, and happy open enrollment season to all of you. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. This podcast is produced by Advanced Benefit Consulting, Anaheim, California. With permission, this podcast has been edited from its original version for use by the California Association of Health Underwriters. All views expressed are those of the host or interviewees and not necessarily those of Advanced Benefit Consulting. Information contained herein should not be construed as legal advice. We always recommend that you consult with your legal counsel as situations do vary. CAHU members are encouraged to visit the California Association of Health Underwriters website at kahu.org for more information and updates.